that. Okay, I watched the new Hellraiser. Right off the bat, I really, really liked it. I've only seen the first three Hellraiser movies. And most of the time, I didn't really even know what was going on. I sort of understood the mythology, but it was not easy for me to follow. In fact, now I really want to go back and watch the original Hellraiser. I know this is considered a remake, but I almost feel like it could easily just be a companion film or a continuation, which I really appreciate, actually, because it like allows the audience member to choose. Like I could choose... To say, hey, this is actually just a continuation of the first Hellraiser. Or I could say, hey, this is a reboot or a reimagining. David Bruckner did a terrific job. Really, truly. The original Hellraiser is celebrated for not only its originality, but just that it was this incredibly effective outlier that was made for $900,000 in 1986, 1987. And it did big box office numbers. It's a really interesting concept. This idea that there are these beings, they're from another dimension. Are they human? Are they not human? They are almost like they're priests of pleasure. And I really appreciate like the focal point of the idea, which is simply that, you know, humans in general or human beings, we are so used to looking at things in either absolutes or a black and white spectrum. This is good. This is bad. This really hurts. This feels really good. And this idea that it's actually like a spectrum. It's like a whole spectrum. Angels to some, demons to others. Like, I love that. I love what that means. They come from another dimension. I mean, none of it makes sense and all of it makes sense. What makes this new film stand out from its original, and listen, you know, 99% of the time, nothing can top the original. The original is, is the best for a reason. The original is what made the thing popular or appreciated in the first place. However, you do have things that can be either A, improved on, or B, interpreted in a fresh, unique, interesting way. And I think that the new Hellraiser does the latter of the two. I don't want to say it's better than the original, but for someone who's not like a diehard Hellraiser fan, because I'm sure all the diehard Hellraiser fans are like, you know, like nothing touches the original, but I, you know, and then maybe they like this one, maybe they don't. I've been like looking at the general consensus, and then you have all these people that are like super upset about like Pinhead being a woman. Like, who cares, man? Who cares what Pinhead is or is not? Far more concerning is, does the mythology make sense with the plot of what we are seeing? And in general, like Clive Barker stuff, look at Nightbreed. Nightbreed has a similar problem that Hellraiser does in the sense that like it's rich in mythology, it's rich in like background, but like actual plot, the actual bones of the story as it's edited into the movie doesn't always exactly land its execution. Now I'm really dwelling on Nightbreed because I feel like Hellraiser doesn't have that problem, but now I need to go... I'm going to go back and rewatch Hellraiser. It's been some many years since I saw it. I also really like that they incorporated the Leviathan or whatever the hell that giant diamond thing is. We see that in Hellraiser 2, right? But they like sort of like fold that into this Hellraiser. That works for me as well. I also really liked the Roland character a lot, who I guess is obviously supposed to be the parallel for Frank. What's going on, like the whole idea of sacrifice and everything, it just makes a lot more sense in this version. They just, they 
clearly communicate these things. You have a girl at the center. She's like, you know, they made her into a recovering addict, which is like getting so played out and overused. I say this as a sober person myself. I feel like they're adding this like character trait to everything in general pop media culture right now. But it does sort of work here in the idea that like addicts are people that seek out sensations. They're sensationalists. They want to invoke sensation and feeling to take themselves outside of themselves. In a way, the Cinnabites are kind of like the perfect metaphor for that because it's like pleasure and pain. What you're doing, the behavior, the addict behavior, it brings you pleasure, but it also brings you and those around you pain. And what's a better representation for that than the way that the Cinnabites look? In seeking pleasure, you know, blends into pain and then they like, you know, get all like ripped up and destroyed. And this idea the center, the core, the beginning of the Hellraiser idea is that there's that there are these people, there are people on planet Earth that they've just they seek out every pleasure known to man and they are never satisfied and want something more. And that's what brings them to the box, to the lament configuration in the first place, and transforms them into Cenobites. They're all Cenobites. You know, I think the, in the original film, Doug Bradley, he was, he's from like 1926, the guy, whatever, who becomes Pinhead eventually, which, you know, and another thing too, I noticed online people were complaining that this Pinhead had actual pins in their head, as opposed to Doug Bradley's Pinhead, who didn't have pins in his head, he had nails. So you're mad that literal pins are being put in someone's literal head, making them literally pinhead? Like, who cares, man? Like, honestly, who cares? It's so stupid to me. The Cenobites and the special effects and the gore, it's all great, man. I mean, it's everything that you would want from a Hellraiser movie. I will say that two-hour runtime is a little long in the tooth, and I feel like it could the pacing could have been a little faster. That's okay. I love the device that is inserted into Roland. It's like a weird mechanical device that pulls on your nerves and causes you to feel pain. I love that. Again, going back to the plot and the story, they very clearly lay out what is happening. It's like you get the different configurations, you need a sacrifice to get yourself to the next configuration. They turned it into a game. I never really, I mean, obviously it's a puzzle box, but I never felt that in the first Hellraiser film. And it's like this movie has like sort of reinformed what is going on in the first Hellraiser film. Basically, to sum up this review, I really need to rewatch and reappraise the first Hellraiser film, now that I understand the Hellraiser mythology a lot better than I did. I've never done any deep dives on Hellraiser or its sequels. Like I said, I only watched up to three. As, as, as it was told to me, there were whole horror movies that were already written, and then they would insert Pinhead into those movies afterwards and then slap a Hellraiser on top just to make a new Hellraiser sequel. I don't even know how many there are. I know Pinhead goes to space at one point. It gets really nutty. This seems like a really solid reset. You know, in an age where we have like endless horror sequels that sort of really twist the continuity and make the canon go feel like a tangled knot, it's so refreshing to get like a reboot that like really truly resets everything in a way that works for the casual fan. It's the same thing with like Halloween. Like I, Halloween is not sacred to me. So I can enjoy Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh, I'm sure that's going to get me a lot of hate, but whatever, man. It works for me because I'm just not super attached. Now, if you were to do something to, say, Night of Living Dead or Return of Living Dead, that would be a different story. In fact, speaking of Return of Living Dead, I almost kind of want to give David Bruckner, like, give him Return of Living Dead. Give me that reboot. I want his Hellraiser reboot of Return of Living Dead. That's what I would like to see next.
This movie just had, like, a lot of cool stuff. There's the big cage that, like, keeps them. This guy Roland, he figured out how, like, that there's a certain type of metal that keeps the Cenobites away. That was cool. I loved seeing him get taken by the Leviathan god or whatever it was and pulled up. And at first I was like, oh, you're not going to show us what happens to him? And But they do. They do. Afterwards, they do show us what happens to him. He gets turned into a Cenobite. The ultimate reward in their structure, because they have a bunch of different things that they offer, is the power one. Which brings me to the girl, Riley, her character arc. She's the recovering drug addict. Her brother gets taken and her whole quest is to resurrect her brother. But after she sees what happens to Roland, and after Roland warns her that it's like a genie thing, like, be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. And it's not going to be what you thought it was. And so she's left with this ultimate choice. And it's the same sort of choice that, you know, it's the same sort of choice that addicts face. It's like, do you choose one way or do you choose another? Am I going to do the same thing that I always do and seek instant gratification and get high? Or do I realize that, like, this is empty and I'm going to walk away and just live my life? And ultimately, Riley chooses not to resurrect her brother. She realizes, looking at everybody's mangled body, that she knows what happened to her brother, and she knows whatever she's going to be given is not what she wanted in the first place. She does, as we say in certain circles, she makes the next right decision. She decides to take nothing, to take none of their gifts that they're offering. And you know what's interesting? They're like, you actually have chosen the lament configuration because you've chosen you've chosen nothing and therefore you're still going to experience suffering or you're going to experience suffering in that you have to live with these decisions. You have to live with the notion that you got your brother into this in the first place, kind of a little bit, and that you made a choice not to resurrect him. And it's going to haunt you every single day. That worked for me. I thought that was great. So definitely check out the new Hellraiser. Don't listen to what the haters are saying. I hope they make more, man. I'm in. I'm in. You sold me. Now I'm going to go back. I got to go back. I got to rewatch. I guess I'll rewatch. Eh, maybe I'll rewatch one and two because this is the same girl, right? Girl, Final girl from first one. Christy, whatever her name is. All right. We'll see you next time. <laughs>